what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Some of you are fighting this Christmas season. You're wrestling with God. You know what you need to do, but you keep struggling with it. I'm here to tell you today, you can have peace. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me, please, to the Christmas story, Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, we're going to begin with the first verse. I know this is very familiar for most of you. Luke chapter 2, verse 1, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Serenius was governor over Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, into the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. This story goes back to the very dawn of time. Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 20 that Christ was foreordained before the foundation of the world, which means that before any of the creation came to be, God knew that he would create this world. He knew that he would create man. Man would fall and that man would need a redeemer. And it was determined by the Godhead sometime in eternity past that Jesus Christ would come into the world and die to save mankind. Immediately right after the fall in the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15, he said the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. God called a man by the name of Abraham many years later and told him, He would make a great nation of Abraham, Genesis chapter 12. And from his loins, all the families of the earth would be blessed, referring to Jesus Christ. His grandson, Jacob, God revealed to him that it would be through the tribe of Judah that the Redeemer would come. And in 2 Samuel chapter 7, The prophet Nathan told David that it was through his family that the Redeemer would come. 
740 years before Jesus was born, the prophet Isaiah said, This shall be a sign unto you, a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son. Called his name Emmanuel, God with us. Forty years later, the prophet Micah, in Micah chapter 5 and verse 2, But thou, O Bethlehem, Euphratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be the ruler in Israel. And when the fullness of time was come, God sent the angel Gabriel to a little virgin girl by the name of Mary. And she was startled. Of course, I guess you and I would be too if you had seen an angel. Some of you got up this morning and you looked in the mirror and you said, Oh, what an angel. <laughs> yeah. If that's the case, I want to know what happened between the bathroom and church. <laughs> but she was startled by the sight of this angel, and it really wasn't so much his appearance as it was what he had to say. He lays out for Mary God's plan for her life. You will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, call his name Jesus. The Bible says that she was troubled at his saying. Right now, in this church, and I know there are many listening by radio as well, this Christmas season has brought trouble. It's not going to be the most cheerful time for some of you. Some of you, this Christmas season, unfortunately, you have received a pink slip. And you no longer have a job. And you don't know what you're going to do. Others of you have been to the doctors and the tests did not come back. And things are unfortunate. And the outlook is very grim, and you are troubled at that. Others of you, the doctors have said, there's not much time. You need to get your house in order. But the angel said, fear not. Glory to God. He said, fear not, Mary. You will bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. Jesus means Savior. And if you're going through a troublesome time this Christmas season, if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you ain't got no trouble. I said you ain't got no trouble, friend. Because you know somebody that'll stick closer to you than a brother. You know somebody who has charted the course. True. You don't know what the future holds. 
But if you know Jesus Christ, you know the one who holds the future. Glory to God. And he's got good things for you. He's got great things for you. And he's going to work all things to your good if you'll trust him. And Mary, she has a decision to make. What will she do? She's espoused to Joseph. Really, what she's got on her mind is her marriage date. What will the cake look like and the dress and all of those types of things. That's, that's really what's on her mind. And then God comes along and says this. She's troubled. She has the opportunity of a lifetime to bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ in a way that only she can do. If you trace her lineage back, it goes back to David. Joseph as well, if you trace back his lineage, it as well goes back to David. Both of them fulfill the prophecies that came forth. But what will she do? Just as Mary had an opportunity to bring forth Christ to the world, you have that same opportunity. Only you can bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ to others the way that you can. And just as God called Mary, God has called you. And the salvation of mankind hangs in the balance. And what will Mary do? What will her decision be? What will your decision be? And she said, Be it unto me according to thy word. Some of you are fighting this Christmas season. You're wrestling with God. You know what you need to do, but you keep struggling with it. You won't make that decision to accept Christ as your Savior, and you struggle with it. And there's a war going on in your soul. I'm here to tell you today, you can have peace in your soul if you'll just surrender to the Lord and say, Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And Mary, she goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth for a few months. The angel said that her cousin Elizabeth was with child. So she goes to check it out. And Mary finds that Elizabeth was indeed with child. And Elizabeth rejoiced with Mary concerning her news. But there would be others who would not rejoice over her news. And let me tell you, when you accept Christ as your Savior, there will be a few who will be happy for you. 
and will rejoice with you. But a large majority of the world out here, they're going to reject you. And they're not going to want anything to do with you. Why do I say that? Because when Mary came back to Nazareth after having been gone for a number of months, she was showing. Baby Jesus was growing on the inside of her. And there were changes that were taking place. And when you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and He comes on the inside of you, there will be some changes in your life that others will take notice of. And Joseph took notice of those changes and he wasn't very happy. He thought Mary had been unfaithful. And I know... Mary prayed about the situation because the Bible says that while Joseph thought on these things, he was thinking about putting her away. Joseph is caught between the rock and the hard place here because if he marries her, he's admitting to adultery. He's got a good carpentry business going on, and if he marries her, he'll be looked at as an adulterer, and it'll affect his business and his reputation. But if he puts her away, he's saying, I'm an innocent man, and she has been unfaithful to me, and he can keep his reputation. Let me say this. There are some of you that won't come to Christ because of your reputation. And Christ coming into your life is just not going to fit too good with your reputation. You better forget about your reputation. And Joseph goes to sleep that night. And the angel of the Lord came to him in a dream and said, Mary has not been unfaithful to you. That which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Take unto thee, Mary, thy wife. And when the child is born, you call his name Jesus. For he'll save his people from their sins. Glory to God. And Joseph awakened, and he took unto him Mary his wife, and knew her not until she brought forth Jesus. But during this time, Herod did something that upset Caesar. Caesar said, I I'm going to show you who's boss. I'm going to get you. And I'm going to show you who's boss. He sent out a decree that all the world should be taxed. And to make sure that everybody paid their share, you've got to go back to the county seat. Go back where your family originated from, which for Mary and Joseph both would have been Bethlehem, which would fulfill the prophecy of Micah some 700 years earlier. And Mary... Nine months pregnant, 
she has to take an 80-mile journey. And we don't think nothing of that now because we can just hop in the car and go. Be there in an hour. You drive like some of you, you can be there in 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, me. But it doesn't make any difference what your situation is. You've got to go. Well, I'm too sick. I'm sorry. You've got to go to the county seat. Well, I'm pregnant. It don't matter. It makes no difference. You've got to go. So Joseph does the best he can. I don't know. He got a donkey or made some cart or another, but it was extremely hard on Mary. And it took quite some time to get from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And they get there about dusk dark. And Joseph goes to a little inn that had been there for hundreds of years. And it wasn't the Holiday Inn. Friend, they didn't have Wi-Fi. They didn't even have cable TV. There won't no hot tub there or nothing like that. No running water unless you run and got it. It wasn't much. It was just four walls and a roof, if that. And Joseph, he knocks on the door and the innkeeper comes to the door and he sees Joseph standing there and Joseph said have you got a room my wife is nine months pregnant and she could go into labor at any time have you got a room that innkeeper had the opportunity of a lifetime. He had no idea what he was looking at. That poor innkeeper, there's been a many a negative sermon preached from then until now. No room for Jesus. And there's some of you in here, and I know there are many of you listening by radio. You got plenty of room for everything else that's going on, but there just ain't no room in your heart for Jesus Christ. No room. Opportunity after opportunity is presented to you to accept Christ as your Savior, but you won't do it. Instead, you make Him go to a manure stable. And that's what Joseph had to do. The innkeeper said, you can, I got a stable out back. You can use that. With the town full, so many people in there trying to pay their taxes and whatever the case, the inn was full, the stable was full, camels and donkeys and horses and all oh, the smell was just awful. And Joseph has to shovel manure to make room for Mary. He makes this little bed of hay, and she lays there. And she brought forth her firstborn son. The Lord Jesus Christ, God manifest in the flesh. And when Jesus was born in that manure stable, He turned that manure stable into a glorious temple. 
And Jesus Christ has turned a many a hovel from then until now into a temple. If you will accept Jesus Christ today, He can turn your manure stable. Your life is a wreck. It's a mess. But if you'll give it to Him, He can turn you into a temple of God. Not too far away, there were some shepherds. They were out in the field tending to their flock that night. And they're gathered around the fire. And all of a sudden, this angel appeared to them, liking to have scared them to death. And the angel said, fear not. I've got good news. Good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For today, in the city of David, the Christ child is born. And this shall be a sign unto you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. You will find Jesus. I'm amazed today at the number of television programs that go under the title of Christian. That can go for radio as well. Right here in this area, there's three or four churches all around here, and there are churches all across this country. But if you go in there, you'll find any and everything in the world, but you won't find Jesus. And let this be a sign unto you, for those of you who are looking at church, let this be a sign unto you. If you're looking a good church, you will find Jesus Christ up front and center. But in a lot of churches, he's standing at the door knocking, trying to get in because other things are being promoted. You'll find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. Mary wrapped Jesus with the only thing she had, some old rags. The same rags that you would use to wrap the dead in. That's all she had. The first Christmas gift, Jesus Christ, God's gift to the world, was wrapped in the very reason that he came, to die on a cross for you and I. You'll find the baby. If you're looking at church, in some way, Jesus Christ will be brought forth, and not just Christ, He'll be brought forth as well, including His finished work at Calvary, His death, burial, and resurrection. You'll find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. And so the shepherds, they came with haste. And they found it exactly as the angel had said. This has always intrigued me. The coming of the Son of God into this world. God who created the stars. He could have created such a magnificent display in the universe to announce the coming of His Son into the world. 
But he didn't do that. He could have announced to the priest in the temple the coming of the Son of God. But he didn't do that. He revealed it to lowly shepherds. The shepherds were the lowest caste of society. There was no middle class then. You were either extremely rich or extremely poor. And shepherds were on the very, very bottom of the rung. Humble shepherds. And God revealed himself to humble shepherds. God will reveal himself only to those who are humble. And outside of Mary and Joseph, those shepherds were the first ones to see baby Jesus. Perhaps one of those shepherds said to Mary, Can I hold him? Whether they physically held him or not, they took the baby into their hearts. And today, you've been given an opportunity to hold that baby in your heart. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina. Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.